This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. When you dine at a sit-down restaurant that offers you a full-service meal, you expect to pay a tip to the server when you settle the bill. But now, food locations with bare-bones counter service are expecting tips too. What are the reasons? As a function of getting the tip request, people are feeling irritated. And then as a function of that feeling of irritation, we find that people are less likely to return an establishment. Then, advice on how to use your time more productively. How you can get much more done while avoiding burnout. We'll have this story. Number one is understanding the value of your time. Then it's to figure out who do we bring into our lives to support us. And then finally, what do I do with this newfound time? All that and more is coming your way on this edition of InfoTrack. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Tipping for food. Traditionally, it was expected only after employees waited on a table and assisted in a dining experience. But you may have noticed a new trend. Tip requests at businesses where customers order at the counter, pay for their items before getting their food, and receive minimal to no service. What do customers think about this? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with a researcher to find out. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Ishmael Karabash, a marketing professor at Murray State University, and he has studied tipping extensively. Professor, of course, tipping is a norm at full-service restaurants, but most consumers have probably noticed it expanding to non-traditional places lately. Just how widespread is this new trend? This trend has been going on for a while. In the last few years, we have been seeing this expand onto new and new types of businesses. However, there is no clear data on percentage of how many of these establishments are asking for tips. But especially now with the effect of the inflation and the pandemic, it's more and more common. Do we know what percentage of consumers, when faced with the situation, go ahead and hit the add a tip button? I believe this is a similar situation where we don't have clear data on average how many customers end up actually tipping. So again, there's no clear percentage. There are some percentages for how much people tip. For instance, even in takeout places, people are tipping and the average is about 13-14%. And then even at quick service restaurants like Starbucks, the average tip is also about 15% now. Now, We don't have a general nationwide data, but just from one data collection that I've conducted in a pre-service setup here in town, I did find that approximately 60% of the customers tipped. These tip requests have become as commonly used and widespread thanks to the adaption of these new point-of-sale payment systems. So anywhere there's a POS Anywhere that uses some kind of a digital payment system, you should expect a tipping request, such as mechanics, contractors, and more. Now, businesses can turn that option off, but sometimes they opt to not turn it off. What factors influence the decision-making process of a consumer when they're faced with one of these point-of-sale tip requests? 
many factors play into whether or not people end up tipping. Initially, when they get asked to tip, with some consumers that comes across very unexpected. That kind of, in my research too, it leads to a feeling of irritation because the request comes across rather unsolicited. In the future, this might change as a norm, but still people are going into these limited service places, not necessarily expecting to tip. And then when they get asked, it's some kind of an advice like, oh, maybe you should be tipping. And also in full service restaurants, there's actually a service provided that people tip for. Not to mention also that those tipped employees don't make that much money. So their main source of income is those tips. So without those incidents, there's no justification for why there should be a tip. So those kind of come across weird and unexpected. So in my research too, I find that a couple things affect whether or not people end up tipping in those establishments. One of which is just maybe a personal level of altruism. Some people are just by personality pro-social, more charitable, more giving. So there's that, but also folks that have some kind of a background in a service establishment, being able to create empathy with those workers. And then also we find with my colleagues in this paper that another component that influence people's tips is how much the bill is. So if the bill is rather higher, then perhaps that plays into some of the justification for why there should be a tip. We know in the literature too that people tip with various motivations. Just to list a couple, how often they visit the establishment is a big deal. If it's a place they go very often, then they prefer to tip so that they continue to receive that good service. And then social pressure too. So if the employee is right in front of you or there's a line behind you, in those incidents, you may tend to tip more so that you're not seen as a cheapskate. Our guest on InfoTrack is marketing professor Ismail Karabash from Murray State University. One of his areas of research is examining consumer behavior relating to tipping. Professor, obviously this is a very different dynamic than the traditional tip because you're being asked to leave a tip before you even receive your food, which is obviously different than in a sit-down restaurant. Should a consumer have any concern if they decide to hit that no tip on the screen that their order may be influenced in some way by that decision? I believe there's no reason to feel this way because these establishments, especially establishments that aren't full-service restaurants, expectations aren't the highest from those employees to always receive a tip, especially if they went above and beyond for the order and yet there was no tip. There might be a feeling of sort of a disappointment. However, there's nothing we know of that an employee may go out of their way to make the experience any worse. Does this new form of tipping cause customers to think twice about returning to some businesses? That is exactly what I find in my own research. So as a function of getting the tip request, people are feeling irritated. And then as a function of that feeling of irritation, we find that people are less likely to return an establishment if they are being asked to tip. So do you think that that will influence businesses' willingness to stick with this in the long term? In other words, is this here to stay or not? A trend like this is traditionally not going anywhere. 
So if it becomes available and the point of sale companies are making it more available with the contactless payments and all that, we did move toward a more of a digital payment system more and more with the pandemic as well. All of that suggests that it really doesn't look like it would go anywhere. So as customers, we might rather get used to it and just make up our own mind in terms of not giving to any kind of social pressure or other concerns, but rather tip when we think it's appropriate and not worry about saying no when we either don't feel like it's appropriate or maybe we don't have it in the budget. What do you think caused companies to try this? I think it's about fighting the costs because there have been an increase in costs, supply chain problems, poultry problems. There have been a lot of problems in the food industry, in the service industry in general. But then the employers struggled with making this still an attractive option for potential employees. So in a way, this is a good opportunity for them to not have to add on to the labor costs. It was a good option for them to let consumers sort of fill in on that end a little bit. But also part of this is because we moved toward digital payments, companies can opt out. But because these point of sale companies earn fees off of every transaction that's made on that device, more tips mean more fees. So there's also that situation and a win-win kind of situation for both the establishment and the POS company as well. Also, even if an establishment doesn't want to ask for tips, but the competition does, then again, to continue to offer a good place to work for employees, if the competition is asking so that they can continue to attract competent employees, They also perhaps feel like they need to ask for tips as well, because at the end of the day, it will be attractive for employees if they are making more. Would you like to leave our listeners with any final words of advice? My biggest advice is basically that customers should approach this based on their budget. And again, if it's a place that they go frequently, they receive good service, they have rapport with these employees and they want to give another dollar or two to them, feel free. But also at times that they don't have such feelings, then don't worry about saying no. Professor Ismail Karabas from Murray State University, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, how to get more done every day and avoid burnout. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.